So I'm looking here at the U.S. drought monitor. Uh, the the uh, latest data is from July 22nd, 2021. And we have basically the Western like third to 40% of the country, something like that, is in some kind of drought. Um, in most of Nevada and Utah, uh, we, we're, there is... Uh, the exceptional drought, which is the highest category. For some reason, extreme drought is less severe. I don't know why they picked those words, but uh, pretty much all of Utah and Nevada and California and Arizona are in either extreme or exceptional drought. Um, pretty much all of Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, uh, New Mexico, about half of Colorado, the western half, um, all of North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, about half of Nebraska and Iowa are in some kind of drought, you know, for the, all the various grades. So moving on, here's an article from July 21st, New York Times. See how wildfire smoke spread across America. They've got a nice little animation here. It's very nice uh, showing the huge wildfires in Nevada, um, California, Oregon, Idaho, Washington, British Columbia. Um, I'm not sure what province it is that's above Minnesota, but also in there. Uh, then the smoke was just circling and and. Uh, covered almost the entire country, like outside of the deep South. Everybody was getting a piece of it. West Virginia had it bad. And uh, I was just on a vacation down in the Salmon River, um, which goes across like kind of the middle of Idaho. And the smoke was really bad. The worst smoke I've ever seen on a river trip. We were wearing like our masks and whatnot just to keep a little bit of the smoke out. And still, you know, our throats were getting you know, uh, scratchy and sore. Uh, next article, July 22nd, um, New York times monsoon rains, wash cars off the road in Arizona with warning of more flash floods to come. Um, on Thursday night, a downpour in Phoenix and Scottsdale, Arizona brought heavy rain, lightning, and National Weather Service cell phone alerts of a dangerous and life-threatening situation. Cameras for the state's Department of Transportation showed cars being washed off Interstate 17. And this was um, after uh, pretty severe flash flooding in Flagstaff, Arizona, in the northern part of the state. Um, and more rain is forecast for the next few days. Uh, here's a, another article, CNN, July 22nd, 2021. A flash flood watch and exceptional drought. Arizona's in both at the same time. Um, flash flooding and dust storms are threatening Arizona as it braces for a potentially significant flooding event this weekend amid an exceptional drought. Another article, CNN, July 22nd. More than 150 people still missing in German floods, unlikely to be found, officials fear. A week after severe flooding hit Western Europe, devastating Germany, Belgium, and the Netherlands, German officials said Thursday they fear the 158 people still missing there may not be found. The death toll from the floods has risen to at least 205 across the continent, while a total of at least 176 people remain unaccounted for. Um, 
Skipping a bit, in Germany, the hardest-hit country, entire towns were inundated by water while train lines and roads were swept away by the flash floods, claiming at least 173 lives. Um, next article, Wall Street Journal. Um, article by Sean Lee, July 25th. That says day, today, day of recording. India flooding, landslides kill at least 113 people. Heavy monsoon rains to flash the western state of Ma. Uh, Maharashtra, um, home to the financial capital of Mumbai, it has seen its heaviest July rainfall in decades. Days of downpours have made roads impassable and restricted access to villages across the state. Uh, just tons of pictures of mud and, you know, uh, villages and cities with like water that's 10 or 15 feet deep, um, Homes being destroyed and buildings and so on and so forth. Another article from today. Flash flooding after heavy rain sweeps across London. Heavy downpours and thunderstorms have caused severe flash flooding in parts of London. Uh, the the tube, the, the subways flooded in a number of locations, you know, just thanks to uh, drainage systems being overwhelmed. Um. Another article from the Denver Post. California's largest wildfire torches homes as blazes lash west. The Dixie Fire, which started July 14, had already leveled over a dozen houses and other structures when it tore through the tiny community of Indian Falls. Uh, An updated damage estimate was not immediately available, though fire officials said the blaze had charred more than 181,000 acres in in Plumas and Butte counties and was 20% contained. Another article, NPR, July 25th, record-breaking flooding in China has left over 1 million people displaced. Um, starting last Tuesday, storms dropped the equivalent of one year's worth of water on the city of Xinjiang. Uh, I'm probably p- mispronouncing that. The city of Xinjiang in a 72-hour period before moving northward, flooding large swaths of Henan province of China. Authorities say the rains have displaced more than a million people, and at least 63 people are dead in what should have been, in theory, a once-in-thousand-year floods. Welcome back to Left Anchor. I'm Alexi the Greek. And I'm Ryan Cooper. So today we are talking about the climate and uh, more specifically, the climate disasters that are afflicting uh, the world from one side to the other. And in not the con- just extreme weather, Ryan, not just extreme weather, exceptional weather. <laughs> exactly. And, By the way, uh, I, have a, I, have a theor- I have a theory for why that's greater or worse than extreme. Because if extreme weather is becoming so prevalent, it's no longer the exception, it's the rule. And so exceptionally bad and extreme weather has to be above extreme, right? That's my take on it. Makes sense, sure. Like yeah, I would. I don't know. I'd have to ask the drought people what they think. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're talking about climate in the context of the new Kim Stanley Robinson book, Ministry of the Future, which uh, is disturbingly relevant um, over the last year. You know, it's it's uh, one of those books that's, it's all about like the next several decades. So it's kind of a future history. He's, he's written a number of books like this, I think. Um, 
but uh the the last the last couple of years have really you know sort of hammered the world over the head with the fact that like the climate scientists were right about everything in fact uh, they may be wrong insofar as the shit is getting worse much faster than anyone predicted specifically with regards to heat and uh, extreme flooding you know they there's there's um the ex- the extreme heat waves in particular we didn't even mention that one it was a little bit further back but before i went on vacation there was a heat wave in canada and the pacific northwest and the us that was the most extreme heat wave ever measured anywhere um you know as as like uh as measured by the distance from like the normal temperature the uh the 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 town of Lytton, i think you pronounce it like that canada saw the the um let me start that again canada had never seen a temperature above 113 degrees Fahrenheit. Lytton, uh, Canada, broke that uh, record with a, a temperature of 116. And then the next day they broke it again with a temperature of 118. And the next uh, the next day they broke it again with a temperature of 121.3 degrees, which about matches the, the record uh, temperature in Phoenix, like 2,000 miles south. Um, and the next day, wildfire uh, swooped in and burned the town to the ground. <laughs> and, and so this, you know, literally off the charts, like a once in a not even a once in a thousand year event like this would never happen. Uh, uh, according to the client climate scientists, it's so completely off the ch- charts that without climate change, something like that could never happen in a place like Canada. And that, that poor German town. That obviously had been intact for what a couple hundred years, something like that. Just oh, got, at like, least swallowed up. <laughs> uh, yeah, number of villages in Belgium and Germany were d- completely ruined. You know, ju- like you know, some of the houses still standing, but like filled up with mud. You know, or 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 just like wrecked, um, and others just torn completely off their foundations. That's the world we live in now. That's going to happen everywhere. And um, I think that, yeah, maybe we could play a little clip there of a, a unfortunate woman in Germany who is, you know, sort of shell-shocked, thinking that it couldn't happen here. Well, it's going to, you know. And, um, yeah, so the the book by, by Kim Stanley Robinson opens with a heat wave in India in, I forget, Uttar Pradesh, um, some place in India. I'm not super familiar with Indian geography, but basically, a huge heat wave knocks out the power, kills 20 million people, and that would, be, you know, nothing like that. Nothing so extreme has ever happened, but that's the kind of thing that. Uh, and maybe, maybe just explain for a minute how it's able to kill so many people. Yeah, yeah. So. Ryan, what's the problem with extreme heat? <laughs> the problem, it's it's not just heat, it's also humidity, right? Yeah, you say, oh, it's 10 million degrees outside, but it's a dry heat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, ser- seriously, that, like, there's, a, there's a measurement in, um, you know, physics, they call the, the, or meteorology, they call it the wet bulb temperature. 
And that's right. basically bracketing some complexity. The temperature you get when you wrap a thermometer in wet cloth, you know, and like hold it outside in like a breeze. And so that accounts for evaporative cooling. So if it's, uh, you know, 120 degrees outside, but it's very low humidity, you're going to get a ton of evaporative cooling. Um, and so the experience temperature for that thermometer under the cl- wet cloth is going to be much lower than that. For a lay, lay person like myself, Ryan, uh, are you saying that when it's a dry heat, I will be able to sweat and that will cool me? And if there's... Exactly. Um, okay. So whereas if the humidity rises, my body won't be able to to cool itself through sweating in the normal way. Can, can you explain why that is or, or what? Yeah, the, the air is full of water. And so you cannot, uh, you know, at a, at a hundred percent humidity, you can't, um, you know, it's not going uh, anywhere, right? radiate that heat out by evaporating it. And so that's a sort of combination of ambient, you know, temperature and plus the ability of your body to sweat. And so at a wet bulb thermometer Temperature of 35 degrees Celsius, which is about 95 degrees Fahrenheit, meaning so, you know, basically if it's 95 degrees Fahrenheit and 100 percent humidity, you will die if you go outside because, you know, at that point, sweating does not work. And so um, you will be cooked alive by your metabolic heat. You're producing heat by digestion, you know, to like to, to make the energy that you need to pump your heart and all the stuff. And so you, that heat will be unable to be dispersed. And so you will roast yourself. And after a few hours, you'll die. And, and well, there's a little, little digression here. We need to, I think, revise our slang terms, because when people say don't sweat that or no sweat, I think that's wrong. That's actually bad. You should sweat that. That would be yeah. helpful because then you could not <laughs> die. That's the end of the preview, folks. If you want to hear the whole episode, you can go to patreon.com slash left anchor. Thanks for listening.